This is the Book Legion Podcast, where we review thought-provoking books to give our legionnaires the knowledge they need to dominate the next level of their life. Thanks, everybody, for joining me on the Book Legion. My name is Tyzer Evans. This week, we're going to be covering Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning. So if you guys aren't familiar with who Hal Elrod is, Hal is a motivational speaker. He's obviously the inventor of the Miracle Morning, which has now been a global movement. But going back to Hal's origins and really what he was and what he was set out to do and kind of fell into this was Hal was a, a really great salesperson. He worked for Cutco Knives for a lot of years, one of the top salespeople year after year, um, setting all kinds of records um, throughout the country. He was one of the best in the country for Cutco Knives and trained lots of people to do just as well and going through his own battles and you know kind of journey how do i get better uh, how do i become number one you know out of the country there's thousands of people that sell cut cone knives how developed a playbook that came to his morning and to get the most out of his morning and so uh 2017 is when i originally read the book i read it several times and someone had introduced me to the book i was just taking a new job and was looking to kind of a level up and get a new skill set and really make this new job work. I moved my my family from California to Georgia, so I wanted to make sure that you know um, it succeeded the way I wanted it to. And so, someone suggested I read this book that might help me to implement better a better morning routine, a better structured morning routine. So I've been always someone who went to the gym, but I didn't do a lot of other things uh, for my morning, just going to the gym. So I gave the book a, a whirl. Well, let me cover my f- three favorite topics, and at the end, I'll tell you exactly uh, what I thought of the book. So the first uh, chapter I want to talk about is chapter number three, which is a 95% uh, reality check, and that's the name of the title uh, of the chapter. And what the chapter's talking about is that 95% of people live a mediocre life that they don't really enjoy. And they gave a really alarming statistic that you can tell that people kind of fall in, and I've talked a lot of this on a lot of other book reviews, people just kind of fall into this trap of the law of average, as Ryan Steuben calls it, when we did his uh, book review on the G-code, right? That they just, they kind of settle into a job that they get in their maybe mid to late 20s, early 30s, and then they kind of just ride it out the next 30 years. Or they'll do the other thing where they just job hop from place to place to place and they're never able to take steps up within an organization or start their own company. And so about 95% of people just live a really unfulfilled life, just kind of running through the motions. And the statistics that they gave that I wanted to point out about this chapter that was really alarming to me is that if the social the, the, the social uh, security administration office went and they interviewed 100 people, <clears throat> and this is what they found. Out of 100 people, one was wealthy, four were financially secure, five were still currently working, 36 were dead, and 54 were broke, dependent on friends and family to keep them alive. And this is all at retirement age. So I just cannot, one, it shows you that 36 people didn't even make it to retirement age. So you want to live life to the fullest, right? And then to have 54 people still be financially dependent at retirement age on other people and their family just shows, one, how much the school system has failed us, um, and two, how much that we need help with financial literacy uh, in this country, which is not what the book is on, but what this starts to have you do and rewire is if you start to implement practices, daily habits and practices, you can start to get to new levels of income and new levels of life and have a much more fulfilling life uh, and a life that where you're able to remove a lot of uncertainty and fear and doubt of whether what's going to happen to you when you're 65. 
I think this is a really important chapter that Hal touches on is how many people out there are truly not living a fulfilled life. Now this goes into uh, the second piece I want to talk about, which was what Hal calls lifesavers. Um, and this is chapter six. So chapter six is lifesavers. It's a long chapter. It's about 40 pages. And this where he starts to break down the miracle morning. What is the miracle morning? So we're going to go over what he calls savers. And, and there's basically savers is a word, right? It's a lifesaver. But savers is also a word that has a bunch of acronyms. So we're going to go over what S is. S stands for silence. So part of the miracle morning is you spend a little bit of time in silence. And Hal has a whole nother subsequent chapter, chapter eight, I believe, that allows you to customize all of these savers. And I'll talk to you about how I do mine. So um, S stands for silence. A stands for affirmations. V stands for visualizations. E stands for exercise. R stands for reading. And S stands for scribing or journaling. And so what savers is, it's a way to, uh, things to accomplish in the morning to set up your day to be fulfilled. And so I personally have done uh, the life savers uh, every morning since 2017. Um, and, and it has been a game changer. And I'll talk a bit more about that after we review all, all the chapters. But I want to run through so you understand exactly what everything is. So silence, that's prayer or meditation. This would be something that anywhere from 5 to 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how comfortable you are with prayer and meditation. Or just sitting in silence if you don't believe in either of those modalities. Um, affirmations. And Hal goes into great, great detail about this in the book. Right? It covers 40 pages over Lifesavers. Um, affirmations is just that. It's your declaring, you're stating the things that you want to happen and the things you want to attract in your life. Visualizing. Visualizing is the same type of principle. You're seeing the outcome of one of your goals. And what most people don't recognize about why visualization practice is so important is that your mind cannot distinguish the difference between what you visualize and actual reality. So the more times you visualize something in your mind, the more that your mind actually thinks it's already happened or is going to happen therefore giving you the confidence you need to move in that direction. So visualization is a really, really uh, powerful process. You know, Conor McGregor attributes a lot of his sex to, uh, success to visualizing him beating an opponent, right? Lots of great athletes. Uh, Jerry Rice in football, visualizing catching the ball, where you're going to catch the ball, how you're going to catch the ball, all those things. So when it happens, your body naturally responds to it because it thinks that it's already done it. Again, your brain cannot distinguish the difference between reality and uh, what you're visualizing. The second, uh, excuse me, E is exercise. So this is just spending anywhere from 10 to, you know, I recommend 30 to 45 minutes every day, whether you're just walking, doing yoga, or you're weightlifting, right? Um, or you're doing Pilates, whatever it is, is get your body moving, get your blood flowing. And I am a huge believer of making sure you always do your workouts in the morning because then you know it gets done. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I got to go to the gym at night. Now get up and do it in the morning because you never know what can happen throughout the day and never make it to the gym or you never get your workout or you never do your walk at night. So huge proponent of doing exercise in the morning and then reading 10 pages in a book. So something that I, I, I always um, keep usually two to three books right next to my desk. There's usually five to 10 next to my bedside. So I'm a huge believer um, in reading books and kind of like exercising, just do it in the morning. If you leave it to chance to do it somewhere throughout your day, the chances are you're not going to do it. So just reading 10 pages in a book. And then for me personally, after I read the 10 pages, I typically will journal about what I just read to help cement the learning loop and or I'll journal about my goals or anything else I have going on in my life. So that's the, the last S, which is scribing, journaling. 
since starting this, I think I've gone through five journals now. And it's actually really cool. I just started a new job in April. And so I went back to my journal from the last time in 2017, I'd started a new position. And I read through my old thought patterns and my old thought processes. And it really showed me one, how much I've grown, but two, it really kind of let me know that I felt this before and I'm gonna be okay going through it again, right? And so I, I really enjoyed, I'm really grateful that I started journaling now four years ago when I first read this book. So that's chapter six that goes over all of your lifesavers. And now chapter seven, and the reason I wanted to pay special attention to chapter seven, is called a six minute miracle morning. So your your lifesavers, uh, chapter six, if you do the, the whole routine, like I just kind of talked about, Typically, it takes me about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. So um, how has a whole nother chapter, chapter five, I believe, talking about how to get yourself up and how to wake up earlier. If you're someone that likes to sleep until eight, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock, you know, this is going to be a challenging thing for you to do. So he talks a lot about how to set the discipline in different types of um, things you can do to get yourself up, like placing your cell phone in a different room, you know, uh, where you get your clothes out the night before, those types of things to get you up. But what a lot of people do, and this is just common with anything in life, most people will make excuses for why they don't have the time. And in my mind, when someone tells me they don't have time to do something, all that means to me is this is not a priority for you. If it's a priority, you're always going to make time for anything in your life. And so a lot of people say, I just don't have time, Ty to do this. And I'm like, well, if I can do it with two kids and three dogs and you know, working full time and having two different podcasts, right? My wife has her own business. We're very busy people. If I have time to do this every morning, you absolutely have time. But to help eliminate excuses from other people, Hal came up with the six minute uh, miracle morning. And so you go through all six steps, but you just do one uh, basically every minute. Right, and so you, if you can, you can carve out six minutes of any day. I don't care who you are. You, you've got six minutes you can carve out, and you can get your miracle morning done. And again, just going through, even if it's only the basics, and you're not sitting down, and you're writing two pages in a journal, and maybe you're writing just a paragraph, just a sentence uh, of your goals a day, or you're writing out your affirmations for the day. Right, you visualize for thirty seconds. Maybe just do a minute of jumping jacks, right, just to get your blood flowing. There's lots you can do in six minutes. So this eliminates the time excuse. So that's why I want to cover chapter seven. But really, you know, for me, uh, I'm going to be transparent. It was life-changing. The Miracle Morning was probably, I would say top, I would definitely say top three most impactful, life-changing books for me. Because once I Im implemented my Miracle Morning and I got my routine set, and I kind of follow it just the way Savers has it laid out. I really do my meditation. Then I go into my affirmations. Then I do my visualization. Um, and then I, well, that's not true. Then I read, then I journal, then I go to the gym. So I did kind of customize a bit because uh, I actually go to the gym. I don't work out at home. I went from being kind of my mornings, not chaotic. I still went to the gym, but not structured to, man, when I get to work, I know I've already read, I've already journaled, I've already worked out. I've already had time to myself, right? I've already got my coffee. I've accomplished more by 7 a.m. than most people will accomplish in their entire day. And that just fuels me with confidence as I move into my day and I start tackling um, you know, issues with underwriting or clients or whatever it is. And so it made me a lot more productive. It made me uh, getting up, it gave me more time in my day. And so now it's something that I even do it on the weekends. And so now you know, I've, I've blown through books, right? I mean, this is actually, I've always been a reader, but uh, I'm only really able to do the book legion and put out a podcast once a week on books because I read every morning. And, and, and now I still read at night, so I'm able to crush through a lot more books. So for me, following this playbook, um, I've tripled my income since I've done it. Uh, so we've, we've 
bought, we've gotten, you know, we've been able to save a lot of money. I got into some more investment uh, deals. It just really opened my mind. I feel like I'm much calmer. I've won a lot more awards uh, at work. Uh, the recognition has been great. So all the way around, it's been really good for my mental health. It's been really good financially. It's been great for my relationships. Just having this disciplined morning routine, starting my day right and doing things that are great for my body and my mental health is so powerful. And to do it all before 7 a.m., that's the key. Uh, so I highly recommend the book. The book is only 130 pages, 135 pages. You'll read it in a weekend if you want. You'll read it in a day if you want. Um, it's really well written, so you can actually even read it in a sitting if you want. It's going to cost you around, around 12 13 bucks. so I'll post the link in the show notes for you guys to scroll right down and, and click the link, buy the book. Um, said it's worth it. You need to read it if you haven't already. And you go join Hal's uh, Facebook group. He's got... Um, there's all kinds of great uh, global movements based around the Miracle Morning. So you can find people's journeys just like mine on YouTube, uh, Facebook groups, uh, all stuff. It doesn't even include how. People set up their own chapters and stuff. It's really become a global movement. It's really cool. And I also want to make a mention, uh, go follow Hal. He's a really, he said, a really cool guy. He said he almost died in a car accident when he was young. Didn't let that stop them. You know, crushed it at Cutco. Now he's changed millions of people's lives with writing all kinds of, there's lots of different books, a series of books written. Another one I've read, uh, The Miracle Equation by Hal, which is a great book, but Hal also battled cancer the last couple of years and made it through on top and did it with a smiling face and um, just a lot of grace and showed a lot of people what type of man he really is. He's just a really good stand-up family person, a family man, and an overall good human being that likes to give back to his community. So um, go buy the book, go check out Hal, highly recommend it. And if you guys haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel. Appreciate all your support um, growing growing our base of legionnaires out there. So please share with three or four like-minded friends that also enjoy reading books to change and elevate their lives. Thanks so much.